I'm Dan Nasta. My name's Sam Norman. And this is Last Car Radio. We're broadcasting to you from a dorm at Fordham University at Lincoln Center. Each show here will be a curation of music and art under one related theme. Our primary goal is to educate and to inform our listeners on a range of different music and art, a lot of which is actually viewable in New York today. We will always include a list of some notable upcoming shows in New York City, an art happening worth checking out, and an in-focus section that will take a closer look at a specific musician or band. A show will be up online every other Sunday night, and we will send updates via our Facebook page, LC Radio. This program is run solely by Fordham students, but is meant for anyone and everyone. This week's theme is... Movement and Transportation. It is, it is indeed. So we were thinking this week... Uh, some of you might be listening to this podcast on your commute from uptown from Brooklyn on the New Jersey Transit. Maybe you're staring out the window looking at some raindrops collect on <laughs> on the subway walls. Um, but there's a good amount of influence that comes into your listening experience as you're doing that. Yeah, um, we have... We see this in our art. You look at Monet with all of the trains. It was this crazy new contraption, and they were trying to wrangle with the idea of this huge monster being in their life. So you see a lot of people painting it. But in music, you also hear it with a lot of early music in the 1900s, um, emulating the with the sound the sound of the train with the boogie beat going. Uh, yeah, yeah. Could you do that noise? Yeah, cha chung, cha chung, cha chung, cha chung. Just like how a train. How do you spell it? <laughs> Probably like a C U U thing, C H U thing. <laughs> Just take some wheels where you couldn't find them and <laughs> yeah. run them over some tracks. And you can hear the wheels just going over the the tracks, going down each slide. Dum ba dum ba dum ba dum. So it's funny because it's kind of not uniquely urban, but for the most part, I think a lot of what we're seeing in the show too is a lot about the experience of like taking the street in as as part of our lived day. Um, and there's so much noise that happens around here um, that, like, really pointing that out and getting to see that um, and then spitting it right back out where we where we find it definitely makes for some interesting sound. Yeah. And I think it's important that we all take it in and enjoy it, especially before self-driving electronic cars take all the noise away from us. <laughs> That's true. And With our left Bose noise. headphones in. <laughs> 
Yeah, so we're going to play some music for you today that will be heightened by your experience on the subway. So here we got for you some Link Ray.
Welcome back to the Lazy Cowboy Radio. What you just listened to was Mustang by Link Ray, Love Shock by Little Sunny, and Rip Fang and Winkle by Shannon the Clams. They actually just played the Market Hotel last week. Some folks from the Bay Area. It's a pretty fun show. Uh, Dan's got some upcoming shows for us in the next two weeks. So, upcoming this week, we have on Friday, Of Montreal is returning to tour their new album. We're hoping he'll play some old favorites as well. (laughs) And on Tuesday, Sex Stains is playing at the Silent Barn. I hope they remember to clean up afterward, am I right? And right after that on Friday, they'll be playing at Webster Hall. Um, On Thursday, in the great resurgence of P.S. Eliot will be taking place alongside in a show headlined by Ought which is just a fabulous live band that you must see. But unfortunately, the show sold out. That's at the Market Hotel. Sorry about that. And that Saturday, Angel Olsen will be touring her new album, My Woman, which is Album of the Year 2016. <laughs> As predicted by Dan <laughs> You heard it here, folks. <laughs> so that show's at Webster Hall. I'll be there. We can meet up. I'll sign an autograph. Look for him. Um, this next set will be starting with one of the bands that um, we just mentioned, Sex Stains. They'll be playing soon. This is a new song by them that just came out on the 2nd this past Friday. <laughs> one red building.
was driving up from Tampa when the radiator burst. I was three sheets to the wind. A civilian saw me first. And then there was the cop. And then the children standing on the corner. Your love is like a cyclone in a swamp. And the weather's getting warmer. I was getting out of jail. Heading to the Greyhound. You said you'd hop on one yourself. Dead on my 
welcome back to Like Chocolate Radio. Like Chocolate you, Cuisine. <laughs> you were just listening to um, a new song by Sex Stains, which is fronted by Allison Wolf of Bratmobile. That song was done popped. The next song we listened to was uh, Take It Outside by Shopping, which is a really interesting band that frequents uh, Brooklyn venues. Then we had See America Right by the Mountain Goats, suggested by our own Dan Nasta. Um, then we had Surfing with the Shaw by the Urinals and Don't Stand Still by No Age, two really great um, L.A. bands. So now comes the portion of the show where we talk a little bit about art. Um, going forward, we want to focus on some cover art of um, new releases and records, but this week, given that we're focusing on transportation, um, here in the city of New York, we thought it'd be interesting to focus on some public art installations, specifically Danny Lyons's Atlantic Avenue Barclays Center series of formerly unseen photographs taken on transit from the 60s. The series is called Underground 1966, and it's right by the BQ rail lines um, out at Barclays Center, so go and check that out. Um, we thought this was especially interesting. Um, I want to play a little bit of a soundbite. So Representative John Lewis, who is fantastic, spoke with Danny Lyon um, at the Whitney over this past summer. And um, they talk a little bit about coming and going. So in this talk, it's, um, it's timed pretty closely because John Lewis is going back on a train to D.C. Um, and he and Danny, who were roommates back in the 60s, just kind of start riffing off of each other. But as human, we come on the scene and then we disappear. I'm not disappearing. Well, well, you well, but, you, you know, that's what my wife keeps saying, you know. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's true, I guess. Well, um, well, I hope someday you, uh, you would teach us, all of us, uh, how you can continue to stay and not disappear. <laughs> I, I drifted. You know, I have no, uh, I, I have a very limited attention span. I don't believe that, Danny. Yeah. Uh, not at all. How do you make all these wonderful <laughs> photographs right. and films? Right. I think you're, well, for talking, I think you're all right. Um, yeah, so what John Lewis and Danny Lyon are starting to bring out a little bit is how a lot of artists try and leave a legacy even though, and Bella's going to talk a little bit later about suicide and how kind of short-lived some of the spontaneous like decisions in performing were made. Definitely in photography, which is such a split-second medium, um, there's a really big question about what stays, what goes, what garners attention, and what doesn't. And it's really cool to see like those passing moments in those photographs out at Barclays Center. As a contrast, though, there's also... So um, that's going to be at Barclays Center until this coming December. Check it out whenever you're out in that part of Brooklyn, downtown. Um, if you're looking for a good contrast, though, there's a Lionel Hampton jazz song called Flying Home, which um, inspired the Flying Home Harlem Heroes and Heroines. It's a mural by Faith Ringgold, and it's featured at the 125th Street Station. Um, Dinah Washington, Sugar Ray Robinson, Josephine Baker, Malcolm X, and Zora Neale Hurston are just a couple of the number of figures that are seen that are ingrained in the stone and the walls, um, and they're just there getting home like everyone else on their commute. Yeah. 
So it's extremely interesting. Thank you so much for that, Sam. Yeah, go and check it out on your your next train ride. We sure will. Two seventy five until the the price goes back up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Metro cards. Oh, New yeah. York. We mm. love you. <laughs> but you're you're bringing us down. On that note, um, we have a song by a band called Your Dog, formerly known as Social Smoker, featuring Fordham students Ian Bond and on bass. Um, the one and only Adam Fails but uh, this song is called 666 and in the beginning you can check it out this is a subway recording of Stand By Me on the steel drums just some of the sounds that you can hear on the subway Uh, also your dog Ian's project will be playing some shows coming up in October a little bit more on that after the song but keep an eye out
Radio. Uh, so, again, that was a song by Your Dog, formerly known as Social Smoker. Uh, they're going to be playing some shows on the 15th and 17th of October. Also, after that, you heard All Tomorrow's Parties by The Velvet Underground with Nico and I've Known Love by The Silver Apples. Um, they're playing a show at the Market Hotel in November. November. And up Happy next, we have our In Focus artist. This is Suicide. Suicide. 
Marty Rev and Alan Vega. Uh, they're a great band that started in the 70s, and unfortunately, we just lost half of that band, Alan Vega, um, last this past July. He was 78 when he died, so it wasn't like he was ripped from our clutches. He had a pretty long life, but um, still a sad loss. We were doing this piece to specifically focus on him, but also on Suicide's work and his work with Marty Rev. So Alan Vega was born in 38. He's actually three years younger than Elvis. Uh, he grew up in Brooklyn, and he was a, started as a visual artist. His, that was from his first album, entitled Suicide. That wasn't released until 77, and he was 39 when that was released. So before that, he was actually just doing visual work with sculpture and paintings, a lot of light sculptures and portraits. After seeing the Stooges, he wanted to take his work to the next level and make it more of an immersive experience for his audience, and um, that's when he started doing music. Uh, when he was a kid, he actually never learned any instruments, and he just played with the static on the radio and the television, and that's how he made his music. But uh, when he start, he was just a crazy guy in that he was really just trying to bring the streets back into the focus of people's minds. A lot of people were looking for escapism in the 70s with the Vietnam War and Nixon, all of that turmoil, but uh, he just pushed it right back in their faces and really tried to make them confront the realities and get angry about it. 
after his band Suicide, he did a lot of solo work, um, mainly working on his rockabilly voice, which he got from his hero, Elvis. He so admired Elvis all of his life. He always said when he was a kid that he could go to school if he listened to an Elvis song in the morning, then that day was going to be okay. So you can hear that in his voice. In his solo work, you hear songs like Jukebox Baby and other songs like that we're going to play after this. And um, it's just this warm, electronic, 50s sound that um, is doing that boogie beat that we were talking about earlier with the trains, but it's taking it to a different level with this electronic music where it sounds more like a subway and that it's relentless and this monotonous and undying nature. Um, it's just repetitive, almost to a point of insanity that it makes you question things and really go crazy with how everything's the same, but, you know, really gets you to another emotional point. It's all this violence in the void. Um, great, beautiful artist. Uh, here's Johnny. <laughs> music it actually sounds pretty calm now to us just because his work has seeped into so much of the music we listen to today but at the time it was very radical you, you know a lot of people characterize his music as punk but it's really undefinable but uh even the punks hated him you know is just everybody was angry and just felt violated that they were seeing um, a band that didn't have guitar or drums or anything that they were used to at the time. And so a lot of them just threw stuff at the stage and booed him. They were just constantly booed and just hated. And he thrived off of this negativity, not because he was a masochist or anything, but he really just was trying to get people to push themselves to another emotional level. Um, 
you know, he even jokes, he says that it's not, it's not a joke. People threw axes at him and tomahawks. They just really felt violated because coming up the streets and visiting the streets and having to see this crazy man yelling um, and whispering and gasping at them. It was really an interesting experience. He's just so relentless in his work. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting how now we probably perceive this as not as crazy as it was. It's kind of funny how much he can do with so little. Um, yeah, he used a drum machine for the most part, right? Yeah, it was a $10 uh, cheap synthesizer from Japan. The The band was originally three people, and they were playing with drums and guitars, but one day um, the the guy, the third guy quit, and he was like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. This would be committing suicide if I stayed with you guys. But So then they were stuck with just the two of them, and one day Marty Rev walked in with the synthesizer, and he's like... I've done it. I've got it. (laughs) And we see that so often in music now, too. Like, um, we were talking about Current Joys slash television, television slash, um, what was the other? Surf Curse? Oh, Surf Curse, yeah. Yeah. Nicholas Ronigan, yeah. Mm -hmm. His project's really cool. I saw him perform once, and he um, usually just uses his guitar and some loop pedals, and... In the first song, he, like, broke a string, and at that point, like, when you're relying on so little and trying to expound upon what you're doing, um, you have to take into account any spontaneous kind of mm-hmm. mishaps and just turn that into whatever it turns into, um, which is a great part of the performance aspect of music. Like, it's always going to be different, and with Suicide, their lyrics were always kind of different. I, yeah, a they're lot of always in motion, really. They're mm-hmm. always moving. Yeah, the, I mean... Uh, Alan Vega always said that he no no song was ever the same. Which uh, he could he didn't even know the lyrics at the end <laughs> of his career. You know, he was perform it was just riffing off of ideas, and um, you, you could see that even in his visual work where he was doing a lot of light sculptures where he would just drop um, lights that he would find by the subway. <laughs> it was just a lot of found trash, and he would. Uh, just draped on the floor and it was pausing a moment in a reality and something that was so continuous and just holding it for a second so um that yeah we can see that in his music and his visual work as well yeah he's a an artist of ideas and intentions i guess he's <laughs> yeah. a cool guy. he really started a movement yeah he really did i mean it's he was just so before his time and a lot of people describe his work as futurist but i don't even know if it's futurist it's just otherworldly like he just took another plane off um introduced an entire dimension yeah um and we a lot of people sample his work and cover his work and I, i think he's getting a lot more recognition he's getting the recognition he deserves and he saw that in his lifetime which is really great so this is um a song called bebop kid by suicide on their second album uh titled second album Thank you. 
Vega was really um, just extremely uncompromising in his art. He didn't let anybody tell him uh, what was wrong with it. You know, he just kept on doing what he believed he should do. You can see that in his visual art and his um, music and just the way he lived his life. He was truly a poet and artist in every sense of the word. Um, Rest he'll be in missed. peace. Rest in peace, Alan Vega. You will be so missed. Um, thank you for your work. <laughs> that wraps up this episode of uh, LC Radio. Yeah, LC Radio. Thank um, you for listening. Yeah, check us out every other week. Yep, we'll, we'll have back with you next time. Yep, um, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> the Lord's Day, Sam. The Lord's yes, Day. Um, Isn't that also like the Monster Truck Rally Day? It's a, what else well, that would explain always. that voice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's where I got that from. Anyways, yeah, so uh, next week we'll have a, a death episode for you. Yes. Next week's, or in two weeks, we'll have our episode on death. Mm-hmm. So tune in for that. It's something um, to get excited about. Yeah. Let's get lively. All right. See you soon. Yeah.